Hey, welcome to our show. This is the show formerly called Between Us Girls. It is now going to be called Affectionately Course Correction. Between Us Girls will remain the parent or the network of this show. So thank you to everyone who is now listening to Course Correction. So the basis for this show is healing and generational wealth and break curses that have been in place for generations. So today's guests are two mothers, authors, and community activists, Ms. Rachel Dolezal and Aset Rising, aka Dub. Hey y'all. Hey. Hey. How are you guys doing today? Very well? All is well. Yeah. That was well with me as well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, and thank you for coming, and thank you for bringing that sage. Uh, it smells amazing, right? Yes, it does. It smells so good. Yeah. I already feel like I'm in a more peaceful Yeah, it changes your whole mood, I'm telling you. Yeah, I feel very good. Um, okay, so um, I really appreciate you guys joining me. I'm actually honored uh-huh. to have you here. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about self-care, self-love, self-preservation, and how to do those things and really what they mean to us individually. All right. And I'll just start by saying that I was never really taught to care for myself or put myself first. And I'm not saying that your parents necessarily have to teach you that, but I think it's awesome for people to learn those things at a young age. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'll ask you first, what did you experience like growing up were you taught self-care or what was your experience with it? No, I, I wasn't taught it at all. I, actually, it was the opposite thereof. Um, I was taught to suck it up, to get over things quickly. I, I wasn't allowed to really be an emotional child. Um, and when things happened, we kind of just swept it under the rug. And I was in a very, I was in a home that was very um, shrouded in secrecy, I guess is the best word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the old age, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Right. Right. So, and I also didn't get an opportunity to see any of the women around me performing self-care. Mm-hmm. They were martyrs of the family. They took care of everybody and everything, and they put themselves last. Yeah. So I quite naturally did the same mm-hmm. um, until I hit a road, I mean, you know, a wall, a roadblock, and was like, whoa, something has changed. But, yeah. yeah. It was self-taught. Okay. Definitely. Rachel? Same for me. Definitely um, not something I was raised with and something that I had to figure out for myself, you know. I mean, I was raised in a very suppressive, repressive, oppressive family and um, was taught that emotions were wrong, that, you know, if you're having fun, you're sinning. Basically, whether it was anger, anger or joy or sadness, it doesn't matter what the emotion was. It was just, you weren't supposed to have one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then as far as even mental or physical self care, you know, it didn't, it didn't matter what your own thoughts were because you just had to read the Bible and basically, you know, follow that. So, um, it was just kind of regurgitation was more important than actual insight. And then physical, um, self-care wasn't taught because it was just like you know your body is to be used for working and bearing children and that's about it right yeah Yeah. i can relate to that for all Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know, uh, my mom is still such a giver. Mm -hmm. And every day I have to tell her, no, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, put yourself before us today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I just really, I really don't want that for my kids. And yeah. I'm trying to to kind of change that, mm -hmm. of course. And, and it's taken me some time because... Well, it's something that I'm having to learn myself, you know, through mm -hmm. reading or, or, you know, shoot, watching YouTube or just looking at my friends and seeing them put themselves first. Um, mm -hmm. But I do find that when I try to meditate, which I can't, I can't do it for very long. Okay. But when I try to meditate, I do feel so much better. Okay. A little mm -hmm. clearer and I'm able to focus on myself. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys meditate at all? I do. I do. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wake up every morning and I meditate at 530. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm focusing on a gratitude guided meditation. Okay. So it's focused on gratitude only. Just okay. being in the moment and saying thank you and being grateful for where I am right there in the moment. Okay. And like you said, um, meditation was something that I had to learn. Yeah. Right. It was something that I had to um, practice mm -hmm. regularly. So it started with one minute, yeah. you know, and you start gradually getting into it. And now, you know, I can go to a whole other place now in wow. meditation. But it took a while to get there. Um, yeah. It's my, my place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I also um, practice meditation, but in shorter amounts, just because just logistically, I'm not alone or able to meditate for very long. Yeah. Um, so I kind of found that even five or 10 minutes and I'm, I'm also doing, um, I use the app called calm. Calm. I love Rachel. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the guided meditations as well, just because yeah. some days I feel like, you know, and especially for beginners or people who have a lot of chaos or just um busyness in their life it's it's a it's kind of like a helping hand you know for someone to articulate and i'm currently doing kind of the self-awareness um because just like a physical almost to support my physical health um where they there's like a guided process of you know feeling basically from your head to your toe you know what's going on with with your eyes and with your nose with well, just your whole yeah physical being and um kind of grounding you in that to start the day yeah i really like that app especially because you can put it on a timer okay and it'll mm -hmm. just it'll ping you and it'll remind you <laughs> right just for one minute it you stop and you breathe and then you come out of it you're like oh okay i was tripping yeah <laughs> yeah I really like it, yeah. Well, I know yeah. which app I'm downloading as soon as we finish this episode. Yeah. It's almost counterintuitive that there's there's an app or apps right? like ones for meditation. There's an app for everything. Yeah. I mean, but the, the day and age that we live in, the times, mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. phone or right. computer. So I think, you know, that's amazing. Right. And yeah. shoot, I'm gonna share it with my son because yeah. he is—he's anxious. I'm anxious. My daughter's anxious. Everybody has anxiety. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, Asset and I were talking about this earlier. It's kind of like it manifests differently in each person. Mm -hmm. So I might look at him and be like, "Oh, I didn't do that." But <laughs> then I'm like, "Well, I just did something also yeah. that was anxiety-driven." Mm -hmm. You know. 
So I definitely mm -hmm. want to teach them how to meditate. I feel like we can all learn really how to get lifted yeah. together, you know, as I think. Or actually not lifted, but grounded. Grounded. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, right. In children, you know, they actually, we, you know, we say, do what I say, but really children do what you do. They right. watch you. Right. right? And mm -hmm. so as they watch you meditating and coming out of it in a calmer state, even if it doesn't last forever, so right? It'll, it'll, it'll spark something in them that even if they don't do it regularly right away, it will, it will become a coping mechanism for them as well. Right. So, I mean, right. it's an important thing to show to your children. Yeah. yeah. And even, you know, as, as someone who has multiple ages of kids, you know, even after they move out of the house and are in college and sometimes they exhibit having learned things yeah. like they'll never do this in front of you. But but later you notice, oh, they did. They did see me do that. You know, they did actually learn how to X, Y, Z, you know, so even if you don't visibly see, oh, my kid is is kind of copying or patterning um their behavior after mine in the home like even after they turn 18 there's still things that they'll carry with them that they might fall back on you know when they need to right and that's my concern is because i know i've probably taught them some of the things that are not what i want them to do mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so i'm trying now to redirect and I mean for myself too yeah you know because mm -hmm. all you have is time right you know right he says that you have to just because I'm 35 now I have to give up and say oh well I'm just stuck up you know <laughs> what I mean I, I, it's important that I show them you know that I can change and I can be a more enlightened positive calmer individual because yeah. the anxiety that has plagued me my whole life has always kept me at this heightened level of, oh my God, and it's just not so. Yeah, and let me just speak on anxiety and, and, and living with it for a long period of time mm -hmm. from my personal experience. Um, I lived in a very high stress environment for a few years. And so I was constantly dealing with anxiety, having panic attacks and all mm -hmm. of these things. And um, as I was going through my medical um, ordeal, what I found out was that as a result of being anxious so much, I actually fried my adrenal gland. Yeah. So I had adrenal fatigue syndrome and it manifests itself in different ways. But one of the main things that it does is it keeps you in a heightened fight or flight mm -hmm. um, yeah. moment all the time. You know, yeah. you're supposed to be asleep, but you're... Tensed up. Right. And so... Like that sleep paralysis. Um, it, when, when we finally figured out what was wrong with me, yeah. it was causing me to pass out. Mm -hmm. It was causing me to have um, brain fog. It was causing me to do all kinds of things. And I'm saying, why am I falling apart here? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And what it was was untreated anxiety mm -hmm. that I was just pushing through. You know? Push through. Push yeah. through. And when, right. I, when we figured it out and worked it out, and then I started seeing it in my oldest daughter mm -hmm. I pulled her I, I pulled her like hey wait we're not going to fry your adrenal yeah. we're going to work this out before mm -hmm. it gets to that point because there are medical things attached to anxiety right. that and I think people that, oh, definitely. exactly that's one of the things that I mean you hear people talk about anxiety they're like oh it's all in your head mm -hmm. no it can become a physical ailment yeah absolutely your body like you said will really fall apart <laughs> from, because it's stress absolutely and your body mm -hmm. and your body adjusts 
because that's what humans, that's the wonderful and beautiful thing about a human is that we are able to adjust. But after a point, it begins to shut itself down. Right. So it's important that we address anxiety and we take the stigma Mm -hmm. away from the idea that we have anxiety, especially in the culture where we live in. Yeah. Now where everything is an Instagram or a Facebook post and we're always worried about appearance and, Mm -hmm. you know. It's important that we remember that we have to take care of ourselves because anxiety can, in fact, kill you. It really can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it can be, in in my case, you know, it really was linked to depression. So, mm-hmm. you know, like they can, they can run hand in hand yeah. a lot. And, yeah, I mean, it can cause you, drive you-, you to the point of, like, taking your own life. I mean, like, it's right. at, the, at the ultimate um, end of that road. So... You know, it's but but one thing that I did want to just just comment on just to back up just briefly about the the kids issue and parenting. Um, you know, like I I also like to believe that whatever whatever is kind of water under the bridge. Like I try not to worry about that. Like like have anxiety over oh you know all these bad habit patterns that are the ways that I didn't. Um, exercise, self-care, my kids are just going to continue that. Because I think at the end of the day, like the good, the good things that we do teach them and the good um, coping strategies, though, you know, we kind of have to have a little faith that they will kind of sort through those things and find what works for them. And just like, I know I had to discard nearly everything, like wipe and reload from my childhood. So you know, like our kids, they'll figure it out. And I don't think that they're ne- necessarily destined to repeat all of the worst right. of what they saw. Or all right. I agree. I think, We're just talking you know. That reprogramming yeah. and how mm-hmm. important it is to, um, to identify the parts of our childhood that did cause us certain angst and to reprogram right. ourselves um, and to share that with and I think that's the reason why you have this podcast is to share with people that it is okay to reprogram. Yeah, it's okay. It's I okay. mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, oops, okay, let's try again, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. There's nothing right. wrong. And I think for so long, I mean, I felt a lot of shame associated with feeling like I needed to fix myself or mm-hmm. work on myself mm-hmm. or look at myself, you know what I mean? Because that's scary Yeah. to have to say, right. okay, well, I am this person that, you know, Maybe you don't. Who is this? Yeah. And another thing about reprogramming or coming back to the realization that there may be something about yourself that you have to change is that you have to actually be very, very honest with yourself when Mm -hmm. deciding what it is. You know, you don't want. I don't know about you, Rachel, but for me, I've had so many people tell me who I was and mm-hmm. what was wrong with me and how I shouldn't be this way and how I made this mistake or that mistake. And to just remove those labels from myself that were placed on me from other people and mm-hmm. redefine myself for who I really am and not mm-hmm. the other stuff, you know, and that was um, that was important to, to calming down that anxiety that was always constantly there. And I, I, I love the fact that you brought up the fact that it, um, anxiety often is accompanied by depression because oftentimes people don't correlate the two, right? They want to separate them as if they exist um, on different sides of the room, but they don't. They, they're brother and sister. They're brother and sister, yeah. They, they really, really are. are. 
<laughs> we both said that at the same time, but it's true. Yeah. Um, did you guys check out that article that I sent you about um, yeah. school? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I thought it was pretty great that they, you know, were really being innovative and um, creative, you yeah. know, in the strategies instead of just kind of uh, ratcheting up to the most extreme majors of discipline. They were kind of thinking, okay, let's find what they were using, like aromatherapy and um, projected images and different things in that room to kind of cal be calming. I mean, I had, I had a few practical just questions in the back of my mind, like, you know, how many kids could be in that space at a time and have it be calming or, you know, I mean, you know, how many rooms do you have to have or, or are there ways to engage groups or whatever, but I'm sure that, you know, like just, just any effort toward treating a child or an individual as a whole person, you know, and really acknowledging um, it's okay. They're like <laughs> mental, emotional, and physical, not just okay. in the right. case of school, mental, you know, like just okay. knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. But um, let's also acknowledge that their emotions and, you know, physical body engaged with that person too. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah. I mean, that's what we never get at school is that, hey, there's a whole other thing going on besides just this body mm -hmm. and you need mm -hmm. it. You know, it's important. Right. They work together. Like if they work together well, like you all, right? You know, and mm -hmm. that's a great technique. I, I I enjoy. I like the fact that they added aromatherapy. Mm -hmm. um, right. That I sneak in on my kids on a regular basis mm -hmm. <laughs> um, when they're getting too. Rowdy. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll put lavender in the diffuser in a second and yeah. calm this down a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. um, or mm -hmm. turn for bed. And I think that um, aromatherapy and meditation for children especially young children mm -hmm. who are exhibiting behavioral problems. Yeah. Because a part of the behavioral problem is they are afraid of the punishment yeah. that is going to mm -hmm. for acting out. Mm -hmm. And so allowing them to meditate that aromatherapy to calm themselves, mm -hmm. I thought was um, great. And it was something that got my son through, you know, a really rough period. Yeah, and did you see in the article? There was a, a boy who said that he chose to go to the calm room every day, yeah. um, or mm -hmm. however he went, as opposed to what he used to do, which was getting into fights, yeah. things like that. And I thought it was really cute, actually, that he that he took upon himself to change and redirect that. Yeah. You know, because you can mm -hmm. every time you change the reaction to the synapse, you mm -hmm. know, say whatever makes you. Yeah. wrestle up or get anxious every time you change that that's more space that you put between the old reaction and what you can yeah. add in there right it's really cool because I, too. I mean that's just not something that happens in in school right you know? and i think that was mm -hmm. a yeah I, I wonder how long the children are in the room yeah that would be great to see um to know. right yeah because you know well, it kind of sounded like like he was going there instead of going to recess you know like choosing yeah. to go there and and it also sounded kind of like he was um, so, uh, noticing that other kids were one of the catalysts or sources of his issues, you know, because you can kind of say, oh, I'm going to go to school today and I'm going to not get into a fight. But then if you get around kids and they're picking on you or, you know, sometimes other people can kind of um, 
pull us out of our our zone of determination to do what's right. And so, you know, he was kind of self-isolating a little bit in order to be successful. And I think that that's, you know, that's self-awareness. I mean, sometimes we have to pull away from being all in the mob and in the the zone of, you know, social media or whatever Mm -hmm, to just kind of get ourselves clear. Right. That was a form of self-care for that little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, and, um, you know, I think more kids could benefit. More, hell, more adults. If there was a calm room at my job. Oh, my. I would be like, (laughs) after this meeting, I'm going to head down there to the calm room and I'm going to go You know, there are some there are some places of employment that have been experimenting with like sleep pods or like right, a little, yeah. little nap room or, you know, some version of a calm room. Um, I think what Google was one. Google. Yeah. They yeah. have the nap. Mm-hmm. Room. They yeah. also have meditation <laughs> and yoga sessions. Right. That you can attend, but you know, yeah, everybody can't all work for Google. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this, Rachel, I know you and I are talking about, uh, have you developed any self-care routines? I have. And actually, you know, I I also have just kind of reflected a little bit more on what self-care is. And initially, I really kind of felt like self-care was a class thing, like a privilege thing, almost like self-indulgence. Okay. Not really uh, something that you had to do for your health. But kind of looking back on, like, no, I don't indulge myself a lot. I don't treat myself a lot and things like that. But I do take pretty good care of, of managing my overall physical, mental, and emotional health. Yeah. Even when I have to really fight for that. Um, I, I feel like I keep it at, you know, a yellow or green, like on a stoplight, it's like it you know, yellow or green. I, I keep things away from the red zone, like the danger yeah. zone, like emergency. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, one of the things that I'm doing right now is um, I've, I've joined a little group. It's, it's an online on another app, but with okay. friends from Instagram and just doing a like holistic health okay. um, challenge. Like it's a, we did a 30 day and then I'm going to just continue with it because it really has been helpful with like some lymph yoga and, you know, the meditation app and then just so many steps a day. And there's some really simple things of just making better exercise and food choices. But, um, you know, I'm not I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm I'm taking some steps, you know, and I think that every choice is um significant you know every food choice every uh decision to get your body moving and um or or still your mind down or whatever you need at that at that moment i think is it you know it all adds up so yeah and i'm i'm proud of you for doing that for yourself thank you you're welcome so then what you got i know you have your AM meditation time. Yeah, I do that. Um, I journal. Okay. A couple of days a week. I don't do it as I do. I do prompted journals, 
so that I'm not just trying to write free writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just just stay focused on. So something. you can have like a, a purpose and intention. A purpose and an intention. Um, of course, I'm into crystals. Yeah. And oils and all of those things. So I do have budgeted myself on a lot amount of money that I can spend on whatever I want: sage, crystals, whatever, yeah. oils, whatever I want. Um, I also um, am more aware of the foods in, that I put into my body. Right? Trying to get off of sugar. Yeah. The struggle. <laughs> the so struggle. Good. Oh my god. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> so and just hard. taking my water, you know, increasing my water intake mm-hmm. and making sure that I do shower yeah. uh, meditations and every morning on my way to work, I used to listen to music. Now I listen to, it's another app. It's mm-hmm. called Pep Talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me write it's down. called Pep Talk and it is just um, people from all over the world that have inspirational okay. um, speeches and that's mm-hmm. much what I start my day off with. So like a TED Talk but on an app. A TED Talk but on an app and that's you cool. have all um, Les Brown, um, uh, Pastor, I don't know his name right now. I do. <laughs> one of them. Um, it's a lot of people, yeah. but those are some people. Uh, Diddy was on there, Will okay. Smith. It's a lot of people on there. There's just, you know, hey, you can do this, you can do this. And I and I listen to that all the way to work. Um, probably into my first one or two hours yeah. in the day. And the reason why I do that is because I want to set myself up as much as I can so that no as the day comes, no, it's no problem. Right. As the day comes, I want to be sure to do that. And then also, I have stepped back with trying to be everything to everyone. Yes. And learning the word no. Yeah. Uh, my best friend tells me all the time, no is a complete sentence. Yeah. You know, you don't have to give a reason. You don't have to explain yourself. Just no. And practicing that has helped me a lot. Step back. From just being that go-to person for everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. you gotta you gotta make a list. This is this is another thing that I, I do and I tell Close to me, is make a list of five people that you know that if you can go to them for anything, they got you. Yeah. And if anybody else comes to you that's not on that five, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is really. Are you done? I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good thing. I I listen to. So what I've been doing is listening to inspiration on YouTube because mm-hmm. I didn't know about pep talk. <laughs> but I listen to morning on the way to work. I listen to because it usually takes me like an hour and a half. So. I listen to, you know, Oprah, okay. Alan Watts, people who are talking about meditation yeah. and just calm, you know, because ain't no calm room at work. But mm-hmm. Oprah, the thing she said last week in the clip was she had to learn how to not be that person. How to that she had. Yeah. How to stop saying yes to everything. Yeah. And she said the first person that she said no to was Stevie Wonder. Yeah. So she's like, <laughs> nervous to say no she was like damn is stevie gonna still be my friend because you know she calls it the disease to please Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. always wanting to make sure that people like you or they're comfortable with your decisions and stuff like that you really have to obliterate that thought yeah you know in order to preserve you yeah so i have a couple tips and these are for me brush your hair okay that's important um (laughs) take a long bath oh yes um you know, not like a quick, I gotta hurry up and take a bath. No. Like a, a mm-hmm. like a, yes. what do they call it? A, just, they don't call it a self care bath. What is it? A called? spiritual bath? Yeah, like maybe a spiritual bath or just even something just, and, it, and it, you might not think it's a spiritual bath, but it would be if you put some oil in the water. And, yeah, or you, you know, can just take a bubble bath. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
bath salt, just anything that you want to add to to make it luxurious, mm-hmm. like Rachel said. You know, um, if you feel like you want to up your class while you're in the tub. Yeah. Um, this is going to sound crazy, but this is another one. Masturbate. That yep. makes you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, make sure you exercise. Have a drink if you want. Write something if you need a prompt. There mm-hmm. are prompts out there. Listen to music. That's my number one thing. Mm-hmm. Put it on my record. And dancing. Yeah. Just by myself. Um, and make sure you laugh. You know, because really the point is to make yourself feel good. Yeah. Because, and I, I always say this, is loving on you. You know, even if you have to take yourself out to go eat or mm-hmm. you have to take yourself to a movie, things like that. People don't like to say date yourself, but that's really the same idea because when you have a significant other, you make sure that they feel good. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, worry about yourself too. <laughs> so, well, um, and, when, and, when, and when you don't have a significant other, such as the case with me long term, it's like, you know, you have to worry about yourself because nobody else is going to worry about you. <laughs> if you don't take you, who will take care of you? Right. You are mm-hmm. number one steward. And it's funny that, um, you mentioned laugh because when I was going through chemo and the transplant, one thing that my doctor said was you need to remove any and everything that doesn't make you laugh. And every day you need to laugh for yeah. two hours. So every day I watched coming to America every, every day. Single oh my God. Day. And I would laugh like I had just seen it for the first time every single day. But the, but the feelings that you get when you're yeah. laughing, right? That's vibration. It's vibration so much. So it, it, it raises everything. I mean, because that's the really the only way. And you know, I'm like really like deep into studying manifestation and energy yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's the only way for your intentions to really yeah. achieve is if your it's vibration is, yeah. is high, yeah. you know, and not having a calm room at work will definitely take you off of your vibration or home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Talk about work, home. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there's other people there. Yeah. You know, right. so we're having to interact mm-hmm. with them. And, and, and then, not to mention, too, all of us being parents, it's like, how much running around am I going to have to do every day? Right. I mean, think about how many nights we're doing something until we pass out at right. night in the bed, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, we, a calm room would be great in both locations. Exactly. Just mm-hmm. an ideal. But if we're not going to be luxurious like that, right? <laughs> a bath. <laughs> a bath. Um, yeah. A, a bath is a great time. Right. Or 20 minutes listening to your favorite music, burning some sage. Um, or sitting on the patio, mm-hmm. yeah, the you know, awesome. doing whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. Because for me, that's going to be the basis for this course change. This mm-hmm. course correction is just looking into myself yeah. and, and mm-hmm. kind of healing me, you know, because I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's going to take time. Of course, it's not like a, okay, I woke up today. I'm a better person. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to have days where they're not good, but I just need to remember that it starts with the self-care because if I don't feel good, then nothing's going to pop off. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you guys could just first let me tell you, thank you so much for helping me through this first episode. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I get, is it okay if I share just one short quote that I love from Audrey Lord? Um, she, she says, caring for myself is not self-indulgence, it is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare. And I think that, you know, like, in the context of women who carry multiple oppressions, you know, or any individual that, whether 
race or class or disability or gender or sexual orientation or religion or whatever, you know, like that, just that act of self-care is really a revolutionary act in the context of any kind of like social or individual trauma because you are basically a success you know if you get if you just get through the day let alone if you not just survive but so i just i just love her philosophy on it i like that a revolutionary act i like that a lot yeah especially for us as women yeah um i can also speak as a woman right right um but you know breaking out of that mold Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. That's yeah. Huge. yeah. So I applaud you both, you know, for taking such care of yourselves <laughs> and being revolutionaries and saying, no, I need my moment. Yeah. Important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to do it too. You're I working am. on it, right? I you're am. down that path. And so once you ring a bell, you can't unring it. And you right. Rung the bell. I rung the bell. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all by degrees. So it's not like a. Yes or no, you know, it's like we're all in the process of yeah. becoming better by degrees. So, right. Yeah. I saw a meme, I'm, I'm not sure, I think it was Sophia Bush said it was, You're allowed to be a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important too to remember that just because you have things you need to work on doesn't make you bad. That's right. You know, no. right. Because I'm perfect. Yeah. The new bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is, um, what is a good or a bad as it pertains to things like this? Like yeah. like Rachel kind of said, it's just, yeah. you know, it's everyone is working. And if you're not working on learning, on being the best version of yourself, then what are you doing? Right. You know, because somebody said the other day was like, well, I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, there's always something you can learn. Always. Yeah. Always. The only thing constant in the world is change. Right. It's the only thing that is a constant. That is so true. Um, can you guys, um, doesn't matter who goes first, just tell um, where to find your uh, work and where to follow you if they want to. Rachel. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so you can find me on social media at Rachel A. Dolezal or Rachel A. Dolezal, sorry. And then um, on my website at racheldolezal.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and I have a Facebook page and LinkedIn as well. I'm not on Snapchat, but yeah, racheldolezal.com. And then I also have a YouTube channel, but you have to search. You have to filter for channels. Um, type in Rachel Dolezal and then hit the channel filter so that it pulls up my channel, not just all the funk on there about whatever anybody else wants yeah. to say. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'll put your link in and um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at AssetRising.com. Um, no, just at AssetRising. And um, our book, Instructions. Wait. <laughs> instructions <laughs> Not <laughs> Given. <laughs> Building the Tribe. You can find that book. It's a, um, it's a book about blending families and co-parenting successfully. Um, and you can find that book. Anywhere books are sold. So it's Instructions Not Given, Building the Tribe by Asset Rising and OB3. And yeah, I look forward to speaking to anyone and everyone about 
about this because I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And then also, uh, don't forget that that I spent some time to build a website for her, so it so you can oh, also find the book building <laughs> building the child. I'm sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> My apologies. No, no, you're fine. I'm just just plugging myself. Yeah, it was a great. Um. Okay, so I appreciate you guys so much, and thank you to our listeners for listening. And you can always find us. Okay, so this is just going to be a moment of truth. That website, I'm working on it. Okay. All you can find over there is the audio player. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at that, and that's going to be www.betweenusgirlspodcast.com. But you can always follow us on Instagram at Between Us Girls Podcast, and you can follow me at MS Creative AF on Instagram as well. Okay. Yeah. So sounds good. Bye. 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 Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>